Well, thanks for joining me. Let's pray. And thank you for your prayers. I know I've been out for a couple days. Um, I could still use uh, your prayers. As I said, I think I bit off just a little bit more than I should chew today. And probably should not be behind the microphone. It's been a long couple days <clears throat> for me. And uh, the second you start to feel better, I'm up and out. And uh, I think that could be problematic. So if you could pray uh, for me today, I would be grateful for your prayers. I need... Um, I got a lot going on. <laughs> this is a very busy time for me and uh, could really use user support. You know who we should call upon today in terms of intercession? And I'd, I'd invite you to do this on a personal level. Um, the great Father Ubald. Father Ubald, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. Um, he was um, he was a priest from, from Rwanda and... Um, just an extraordinarily holy and joyful man. Um, he died of COVID. He was doing a mission here in the States and um, he contracted COVID and he battled it, was on a ventilator and and God called him home. He was a good friend of mine. And um, he's a man whose life was dedicated to preaching forgiveness, uh, preaching God's mercy, calling people to reconcile. And he spoke from the heart. He survived the uh, 1994 genocide that I spoke about in Rwanda, the one that the Virgin Mary warned would come when the uh, Hutus uh, turned on the Tutsi people there. It was a tribal war that, that unfolded. And uh, they estimate 800,000, probably a million plus people were killed. And more than 80 members of his family were, were killed. And um, he was told by God. He, he left Rwanda. He went to, to Lourdes and prayed and, and Christ, the Lord spoke to him and told him, you have to forgive those who did this and, and, and return. And he made his mission. He did that. He went back and he actually forgave the man who murdered his family. He took care of that man's son, put him through school and began a mission of, of, of mercy, traveling the world and calling people to reconciliation. And the healings that have taken place through this man's intercession, are off the charts. Um, I was with him many, many times. And he didn't do anything crazy. He didn't put hands and bang you on the head. And he didn't, you know, do any tribal dances. I mean, he, this was just a normal Catholic priest. He'd pray the rosary. He'd celebrate the mass. And after mass, would walk up and down the aisle with the power of the Eucharist. And people would be healed. They would be healed of clubbed feet, of cancer, of blindness, of baldness, of you name it. It doesn't matter what the ailment was. The, the, the miracles were legion. And um, ultimately, I, I think, you know, when, when we die, we don't leave this earth. I think we're even more connected. I mean, we, yes, we transition over to our true life, to our eternal state. But I think it's from that state in the presence of God that we can love even more perfectly, that we can intercede even more powerfully. And I think that these, you know, we talk about the communion of the saints. I think those who've gone before us, like Father Ubald, whose whole life was dedicated to this, could be a powerful advocate for you today. So I, I really encourage you to turn to the intercession of those saints, those patron saints, of those who've gone before us, like Father Ubald, a man who God anointed with a charism that brought about miraculous healings, healings like the time of Jesus Christ. It was nothing about him. It was all about the Eucharist. And that's what I loved. That's what I love so much about him. So I know he's interceding for us today. I know he'll intercede for you. So let's pray. I'm joined by my colleague today, Nick. Good to have you with me. Good afternoon. Thanks, Drew. Great to be here. I always ask anything you want to pray for. 
Absolutely. A prayer of Thanksgiving. My dad had brain surgery a year ago oh yesterday. Gosh. And so his recovery has been really good. And so I wanted to pray a prayer of Thanksgiving for that. Um, and uh, a couple of special intentions as well. Yeah, that's one of the most terrifying surgeries to me of all. You know, when they open your cranium and begin to operate on your brain, it's like, wow. Well, praise God. I'm glad he's well. And again, God can heal anything. So we'll pray for your continued continued uh, healing of your father. I want to pray today for those who are having trouble forgiving, those who've been hurt, wounded, for those who need reconciliation amongst their children or amongst their spouse or amongst their neighbors, coworkers, or friends. And uh, we'll ask Father Ubald also to intercede for us there. And I'll try to take a few more of your calls today, but let's begin right now, okay? Let's, let's pray as we do every single day this beautiful prayer of the chaplain. And before I do this, Barry, I just got your text. He says, could you pray for a former roommate of mine, Ken Fonte, who was just diagnosed with esophagus cancer and starts chemo? Absolutely, we'll pray for all those battling cancer as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You expire, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, a font of life, unfathomable divine mercy. Envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us, O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. O blood and water, which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us. I trust in you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin, Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell on the third day. He rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll take our first call today. Barbara is uh, praying with us in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Barbara. Good afternoon. Hi, Drew. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I called you last Tuesday. My grandson was diagnosed with brain cancer at five years old, and uh, he'll be 10 um, in a week. And um, he was going, he came back once last fall. He had surgery again. But then they went down to St. Jude's, and uh, we prayed that they would not find any cancer, and they did not find any cancer. Uh, praise God. God. So, so this is <laughs> for Thanksgiving. That yeah, is isn't that amen. great? <laughs> I love it. I, it's, congratulations. That's such great news. What a, what a joyful uh, call that is. Barbara, thank you. Let's pray in Thanksgiving. We'll continue to pray for protection and for healing for your beautiful grandson, Luke. I know God must have a very important mission for him. And, and Lord, again, I give you brain cancer. Uh, I give you brain tumors. I give you uh, those who are having brain bleeds and all sorts of issues with their brain right now. Lord, I give you those with cognitive problems. 
debilitating issues. And I just ask for this, for healing in this area of the body now, Lord. I just ask that you enter in and you you hear the cries of all those who are saying, Lord, that's me. And I just ask for your mercy. And I ask for many answered prayers, Lord, that they can come promptly so many can rejoice in your goodness. And we pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right, Lynn is praying in uh, St. Charles, Illinois. Hi, Lynn. Yes, hi, Drew. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm asking today for prayers for my healing of my heart for the death of my sister oh, and also sorry. to help her her uh, husband deal with this and not jump right into the first relationship he comes to. I'm sorry. I really am sorry for your loss and let's pray for him too. Yeah, I always, um, you know, it's a tough situation. I'm not through it. I pray to God I never have to walk that walk. But so often, sometimes you see men, you know, a short time afterwards, immediately involved. But um, let's pray God's will's done in his life, too. I know he's your brother-in-law and your sister loved yes. him very much. And, and I'm really sorry for, for your loss. I don't know what it's like to lose a sibling. It's got to be very difficult. But um, I'm going to pray for you. We'll pray for her soul, especially. And we'll pray for her husband. Lord, I just give you all those who mourn. And um, just I, I ask for your mercy on those you are now calling home those who are approaching death, those who've gone before us and those especially who are in purgatory, that you will be merciful to them and that you meet those souls, Lord, not as a just judge, but as a merciful savior. And I pray for those that are left behind, the children, the spouses, the siblings, the parents. And I just ask for their healing, Lord, that we feel that connection to those who've gone before us and we know that they are still very much alive. And we just uh, we just pray for, for unity with them and with you one day. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. You can always send me your intentions, Drew at RelevantRadio.com. Maggie is monitoring our Twitter page, at Drew Mariani Show. We'd love to have you follow us 
there. And I also love your answered prayers as I hear these prayers come in and miracles that are happening, cancer that's no longer there. Uh, email me, Drew at RelevantRadio.com. And it is a byline. Just put answered prayer and then, then share your story with me. And Maggie, um, I know you are monitoring a lot of these intentions. I want to hear from you. And before I do, I just want to pray for Kevin Turley and his wife. Uh, they listen to us uh, in uh, England. They're over in the Britain area. And uh, he's a great contributor to the show. I know he's going to be joining me in a little bit. So I just want to lift up him and his family and all those that are praying right now with us internationally. But Maggie, what's coming in? Well, Drew, to be honest, we got a lot of uh, prayer requests for you and your family um, for healing and, uh, and and for all of our relevant radio family uh, that might be dealing with health issues. Um, we received a heartbreaking email a couple of days ago. This woman, uh, I'm assuming it's a mom, says, Dear Drew, my prayers for quick recovery for you for COVID and for this ministry. Uh, I have written to you before regarding this issue, and I'm heartbroken. I have three children. My two older are living gay lives. They are adults, and they told us a few years ago, um, they've threatened us that if we don't go to their weddings, that they will not continue relationships with my husband and I. We have continued to be loving parents and have been kind to them and their significant others. I believe that's the right thing to do. But I made no secret in the beginning of this ordeal that my faith would always come first and I don't believe in same-sex marriage. I knew that this would be the case, that they would leave us. My husband is des- desolate. Oh, so um, he believes there could be a solution and I believe that without capitulation there isn't. So we are suffering. Please lift us up. Uh, that just <laughs> it broke my heart. It's horrible. I mean, what a terrible situation to have that mother. I know find herself in and what a terrible situation for the child to put her in yes um, and we'll, we'll pray especially for that intention sure. today and we got a couple other um twitter uh requests uh robin was asking for prayers for danny O. um he's supposed to have a kidney transplant today but it fell through so they're asking for either that his, that his kidneys might return to health uh through some miracle or that there might be another donor that opens up very quickly um, Elizabeth also wrote to us and she said, please pray for Jill who passed away in her sleep. She was 42 years old and, ha- and found by her husband, Mike. So pray for that family. Uh, and then Yolanda just asked for, uh, prayers of blessings, miracle and healing for her family. Wow. Yeah. I'm still shaken by that first caller. Uh, it's I so, know. you know, I just think of what St. Faustina said. I mean, she promised that her mission wouldn't come to an end you know, upon her death, but it would only begin and, and that she's interceding for us. And, um, let's just, let's put this in the hands of God. You know, the Lord told St. Faustina too, that so often, you know, souls, they don't know the scope of his grace. You know, he says, people don't know the scope of my mercy. Therefore they don't pray for big enough things. I think the one prayer that is always heard and answered, and the Lord told St. Faustina, this is the prayer of conversion. You pray for the conversion of your children. They may be away from the faith, believe me. They may be living in immoral or illicit lifestyles. God's going to hear that prayer. I mean, you mark my word. I, I guarantee you that I stand on the promise of divine mercy and what the Lord told St. Faustina. Now, will you see it? I don't know whether you'll personally see it. But I think the most important thing is the soul, the soul of your loved one, that child of yours. And as I said, my grandmother prayed forever for my uncle. She never saw his conversion. She died before he had it. He didn't convert till he was 80 years old. And the man's on fire for the faith today. 
but he, she, her prayers, you know, have reached the throne of God. And that's the most important thing. And she knows now from the other side that those prayers had indeed resonated. So don't despair about your children. You know, I, I, I've, I've got children who I pray for too, believe me. Um, I, I don't despair. You know, we plant the seeds of faith. All we can do is water them now with our prayers and our sacrifice. And um, that's what I invite you all to do. Let me take Joanne here too, and, and we'll pray our third decade. Joanne, good afternoon in Salt Rapids. Thanks for calling. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My prayer requests are for our neighbors. The husband and wife went into the hospital with COVID uh, around Christmas. The husband died New Year's Eve, and the wife died New Year's Day. Gosh. And one of the children, the daughter, she's pregnant and expecting a baby within a few weeks, and she's been told that the baby has so many issues that they don't expect the baby to live. This family has been through a terrible, terrible time. So I'm asking God big. I'm asking for a miracle that this baby Amen. be born perfectly healthy. Amen. All right, well, let's do that. I'm praying with you, okay? Let's do it Thank right you. now. You got it. Thank you for calling, Joanne. Wow. Lord, I give you all these these great crosses and trials. And I love what you said. She's praying big. I'm going to pray big, too. Lord, we pray for a divine mercy miracle for this intention and for all the intentions we just heard and for all those who are now crying out to you in your mercy please hear and answer us eternal father we offer you the body blood soul and divinity of your dearly beloved son our lord jesus christ in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Carol is praying in northwestern Wisconsin. Hi, Carol. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew. It's so nice to have you hear your voice again. And I'm Thank you. so glad that you got better. And I hope you continue to get so. Um, I prayed. I called about a month ago when my friend announced to a, f- a group of us that were having dinner that her granddaughter was told by her doctor to have an abortion because the baby had club feet and she didn't know what the other issues were. Well, I had it, I called my friend yesterday to find out what happened, and they went and did some more testing. The baby still has club feet, but I believe that there was a possible miracle because there's no brain injury showing wow. anymore. That's, That's um, fantastic. That, wow. Was the worst part of the whole yeah. thing. Anyway, the chi- the mother never did. I found out never did consider abortion, no. uh, but I thought it was a terrible thing that her doctor told her to do that. And now they have this information. Whether it's a miracle or it was inf- no. misinformation, I don't know. But I'm going to hope that it was a miracle that God created for this child, and yeah, she's well. going to have six months pregnant. Yeah, I, I, I think, look, let's let's rejoice in this. It's great news. Um, hey, you know what? Um, I, 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 was, I was just thinking of Father Ubal. I want to call upon him. I have a powerful testimony from a young girl who was at one of his healing services who was born with club feet. 
and her feet miraculously at this service uh, totally straightened out everything that was wrong with this girl was miraculously healed so god can heal in utero he can heal outside he can heal at any point in time he may allow her uh, to he has a mission for her certainly in life she may be a witness to others so we don't know but let's pray for her and the mission that god has let's pray for the mother and carol let's pray for you too lord i, I give you all who now pray with me, especially Carol and these intentions she voiced. But those situations that we face that seem impossible, those situations we don't want, that we don't know, Father, how you will bring good out of. We know that you bring good out of every situation. And we ask that you plant that seed in our heart. You allow that thought to resonate in our minds that we can walk in the light of of faith, Lord, believing that as we pray. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. All right. Black Earth, Wisconsin. I always say Wisconsin's got great town names. I love that. Black Earth. Hi, Rosie. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Drew, and thank you so much for taking my call. I'm calling for prayers from all the people and Father Ubald, who I was at one of his services with my husband, and um, I'm praying for all of those that are suffering from COVID. But my brother Dave is in the hospital on a ventilator, and we are praying for him. And also, I'm also wanting to pray for all the people that have lost their faith and lost hope. Thank you, Drew, and I started your book just recently on Divine Mercy, and thank you for taking the time to write that in this needed time. Well, thank you so much. It was a gift, really, and I'm honored to have played a small role. Thank you very much, Rosie. And, um, you know, that I wish we could get the, the book into more people's hands, but um, Divine Mercy is really the, it's the gift of our time. It really is. I think the Lord wants us all praying this prayer. He wants us to trust in his mercy. And Lord, I just give you everything that Rosie has just voiced. We pray for uh, her brother Dave in the hospital. I want to pray for all those with COVID right now. Lord, I want to pray for everyone that's on hold with me, everyone who is praying with me, everyone who's written to me right now. And just I ask you to read our hearts. You, you know what is ultimately best for us. Give us the graces to carry our cross. Give us the trust and the faith we need, Lord, never to doubt. And allow us really to see the results of these prayers. I pray for many miracles, many answered prayers. And I thank you for that. I pray in thanksgiving. We call upon the intercession of Father Ubald and all those who've gone before us as we pray, Eternal Father. We offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world for the sake of his sorrowful passion have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world holy god holy mighty one holy immortal one have mercy on us and on the whole world Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Our Lady Queen of Heaven, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Help, pray for us. Mother of Mercy, pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Saint Faustina, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. Saint Peregrine, pray for us. Saint Jose Maria Escrivá, pray for us. Saint Patrick, pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko, Pray for us. Father Seraphim Michalenko. Pray for us. And Father Ubald Rujeranganga. Pray for us. That's actually his name. <laughs> amen. <laughs> In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I don't say it that often because I'm sure I'm butchering it, but <laughs> Father Ubald, great man. Father Seraphim, the vice postulator for the cause of St. Faustina's canonization and beatification. My mentor, the man who taught me about divine mercy. Uh, the man who was there for the miracles that led to those great miracles and, and helped translate the diary. He died. He succumbed to COVID as, as well. Um, he was up in age, of course, but two powerhouse saints interceding for us. we got a lot coming up uh, today. Of course, I want to talk also about Our Lady of Fatima. Do you know what First Fridays are? Today's actually a First Friday. So I want to get you plugged into um, uh, really a very special and yet powerful devotion you're going to hear a couple things uh you know gary cooper ernest hemingway and our lady of fatima what do they have in common right i'll fill you in on that and i'll get you plugged in to first friday and saturday devotion great time to start the year with um, something that i think is spiritually enriching all that and more when i return tweet us your prayer intention anytime on twitter at drew mariani show today's programming is brought to you by saint gregory recovery center in iowa more information about their faith-centered addiction treatment is available at relevantradio.com slash stgregory. Well, thanks for joining me. I do appreciate your prayers. Continue to uh, offer them for me. I could certainly use them right now. As I said, I'm a little bit under the weather. I think a bit off a little bit more than I could chew, but I want to be here with you today. Miss hanging out with you. It's it kind of boring being in bed, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially when you're you're down and out. I hope I hope you're faring well. You got the weekend ahead of you, so you can you can rest. But hey, today is uh, first Friday, and coming up, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Fatima. The uh, head of the World Apostle of Fatima will be stopping by. But 
just by providence, I came across a story by an author that I, I love. Um, the headline got my attention. It was on Gary Cooper, Ernest Hemingway, and Our Lady of Fatima. I'm thinking, what? I don't know anything about that. What's going on? I, I, I don't know how much history you know. You remember back when St. John Paul the Great had recovered after his assassination attempt back in 81? Uh, he made an observation. He said, he said that in the divines of providence, there are no mere coincidences. We could talk probably three hours on that alone, right? In the designs of providence, there are no mere coincidences. Uh, that was obvious for him, of course, because if the bullet had just been a millimeter from where it pierced him, it, it would have severed an artery and he would have died right there in, in St. Peter's Square. I mean, doctors who did the surgery on him, they they were baffled at, at the trajectory that the bullet actually took. It was as if though... Um, a hand supernaturally guided that bullet, you know, missed all vital organs, you know, and, and John Paul said one hand pulled the trigger, another guided the bullet. He credited our, our lady of Fatima. And I'm, I'm sure you may have your own story too, of how God's hand has guided you through your life. You know, Kevin Turley's put together a very interesting story about how God has worked in the lives of celebrities through another Pope, Pope Pius Twelfth. And uh, his life and the, the lives of Gary Cooper and Ernest Hemingway and Patricia Neal and uh, Pauline Pfeiffer and, and Dolores Hart, they all became intertwined in the ways of Providence. And even, uh, you know, Our Lady of Fatima was involved. And I, I thought, hey, let's, let's grab him quickly today. He, of course, hails uh, from, uh, from Britain, and it's good to have him here with us today. It's late over there, and it's good to have him joining us once again. Kevin, it's good to have you with me. Good afternoon. Drew, it's very, very good to be with you. I'm so glad you're back with us alive and kicking. Uh, it's, it's a happy new year to you and your listeners. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I'm glad. Been down, I've been battling this for a while, so I'm going to have to rest the rest of the week, and I'm a little tired right now. But, hey, thank you for what you're doing. I think it was Providence. I saw your, your piece today. Uh, let's talk about it. And, again, people can find that National okay. Catholic Register. We'll link over to it as well. But Gary Cooper, Patricia Neal, they mm -hmm. were – if I remember correctly, in an adulterous relationship, Cooper sought the, the blessing right. of his friend Ernest Hemingway, who was not very faithful either, um, you know, to leave his wife and marry Neil. What happened? Fill us in. Bring me back and bring us through your story. Okay, so Gary Cooper was married to a Catholic, Veronica Rocky Balf. Uh, she was very devout, very faithful wife. Unfortunately, Gary Cooper was not the most faithful husband. And in um, 1949, he appeared in a film called The Fountainhead with uh, Patricia Neal. They started an adulterous affair. And it was the first time that Gary Cooper seriously considered leaving his wife for another woman. Wow. And in his uh, deliberations, he and Neal flew to Cuba to meet Ernest Hemingway, ostensibly to get, I guess, Hemingway's blessing on their adulterous relationship and uh, Cooper's desire to leave his wife. Surprisingly for Cooper, that did not come. Hemingway thought this was not a good idea at all. And it effectively began the end of the relationship between Neil and Cooper. Um, a couple of years later then, Cooper was, uh, he made High Noon, which is probably one of, one of his greatest movies, mm -hmm. and he was in Europe promoting it. And um, there was the opportunity for the family, he was with his family, wife and family, to meet Pope Pius XII. And his wife was very excited at this. Now, at this point in Cooper's life, he was not really Christian, never mind Catholic. So, you know, he was obviously interested, but it wasn't a big deal. But the actual uh, audience with the Pope left a real mark on Cooper. 
And Pope Pius XII was very impressed with him. And this started a process, a very slow process. It wasn't the end of the, the road by any means. But a few years later, um, Cooper was introduced to a priest in Hollywood, a good priest who started to instruct him and effectively brought him home to the Catholic faith eventually. And um, this was much needed because um, by 1960, Cooper was suffering from cancer. And Cooper was to die uh, in 1961. And um, he died on the feast day of Our Lady of Fatima. And he made a point, um, as you know, Pope Pius XII was was known to history as the Pope of Fatima. And there's another link with Fatima, which I'll come back to in a moment. But... um, one of the things that uh, one of the friends of Cooper was was very keen to to point out to the biographers that when Cooper was dying, he had a crucifix by his deathbed, and he wanted to get a message to Hemingway, and and he lifted the crucifix and he kissed it, and he told the person in the room, he said, "Tell Papa, that's Hemingway, that that decision to become a Catholic was the best decision I ever made." Wow. Now this is uh, Gary Cooper. I don't need to tell you, Drew. is a great American icon. He's a great cinema icon, and this is a man who's, you know, the the Oscars and everything else. Met, the greatest decision he made in his life was to embrace the truth of the Catholic the Catholic faith. Wow. But it what gets was, more interesting than that. What, what was Hemingway's response? Well, Hemingway died a few months uh, later, and his response, unfortunately, is not recorded. But um, Hemingway is a very interesting character because Hemingway also is an icon, but of the literary world. But a lot of people don't realize that that he became a Catholic. He became a Catholic in 1927. He married a Catholic in Paris and, and embraced the Catholic faith. But what a lot of people don't also know that his interest in Catholicism predates the marriage. A lot of biographers just think he became a Catholic because his wife was a Catholic and and therefore, but it wasn't as simple as that. He, as you probably know, uh, volunteered for the First World War and was an ambulance driver in Italy on the Italian front with the American forces, and he was injured. And while he was convalescing uh, from his war wounds, he he encountered a priest as well who left a deep impression on him in the same way that Pastor Twelfth had left an impression on Cooper. And this priest uh, really excited his interest in uh, Catholicism. But later uh, friends have told biographers that the thing that really interested Hemingway, now remember, this is 1918, the thing that really grabbed his attention, his imagination, was news about the apparitions at Fatima, which were then very current news in Europe, remember, 1917, 1918. So that this was the thing that was really at the, the bedrock of Hemingway's um, conversion to the Catholic faith. And um, it gets more interesting because um, one of Hemingway's friends, who I quote in the article called George Herter, uh, was to say that Hemingway's Catholicism came mainly from the Fatima apparitions. And he recalled how Hemingway had told him several times and I'm quoting here, that if there was no Bible, no man-made church laws, the apparitions at Fatima proved beyond any doubt that the Catholic Church was the true church. But it gets more interesting, Drew, because um, remember, Cooper was very impressed with uh, Pius XII. So was Hemingway. 
And um, Hemingway's daughter remembers that in uh, the end of the pontiff's life, uh, news reports were coming through of the, uh, the, the illness of, of Pope Pius XII and his declining health. And she remembered how her father would be really interested in these and that he would bless himself and pray for the pontiff as this news was coming through. Now, the circumstances of Hemingway's death are that it, it, it looks like suicide, um, mm-hmm. uh, but he was in a very depressed state at the time, so we leave that in the, to God's mercy in whatever way. What we do know, though, is that Hemingway was uh, buried according to the rights of the Catholic Church. But what's, oh, wow. we, what I would say is that his interest in Fatima, his love for Pius XII, his long-standing interest, love, and devotion to the Catholic faith seems to be airbrushed out of a lot of biographies that you have or, or people talking about Hemingway as this great literary figure or whatever. They don't talk about this other side of him, which is Catholic. But going back to what, where we started with the designs of Providence, there's another character in this, which is Patricia Neal. Do you remember Patricia Neal, the adulterous sure. relationship in yep. 1949? Yep. Yep. So Patricia Neal uh, separates from Cooper. Patricia Neal has a has a quite a uh, an extensive career in cinema. She's a very successful actress, but a very unhappy individual in her private life. But then in the 1960s, she strikes up a friendship with, of all people, Maria Cooper, Gary Cooper's daughter. And Maria helps her a lot and suggests to Patricia that she might want to take some time out and go and spend some time in a monastery or such like and think and pray and get some help and counseling with all her various problems, personal and otherwise. And uh, where Maria directs her is no ordinary monastery because it's a monastery in Connecticut which just happens to have a former film star who had become a Benedictine nun, which a lot of your audience and you will know is Dolores Hart. But what people don't realize is that Dolores Hart was very friendly with the Cooper family and knew Gary Cooper at the end, was very impressed with him. She only met him at the end when he was a Catholic and very much a family man. She was very impressed with him. But one of the things that uh, Cooper had was a relic of St. Therese of Lisieux. And after he died, uh, Rocky Cooper, Mrs. Cooper, gave this relic to... Dolores Hart. And Dolores Hart held that throughout the Requiem Mass of Cooper. Wow. Shortly after that, as we know, Dolores turned her back on Hollywood and entered uh, the convent, the, mon- the Benedictine monastery, and the rest yeah. we know, and she's still there today. But anyway, yeah, so Patricia Neal, be- Patricia Neal becomes friends with Dolores and whatever. Anyway, to cut a long story short, yeah. through, uh, Patricia enters the church as well. Uh, and shortly afterwards, she dies, and she's buried in the grounds of the, of the monastery. And oh, beautiful. What, what, well, what I would say, Drew, is that, you know, I'm not canonizing any of these people. But what I'm saying is that it's maybe good for all of us to know that grace and mercy is larger than any human sinfulness. Amen. And any human situation, as, as the scriptures say, can work towards good through the grace of God, if we let it. And that's the designs of providence. 20 years after Barry Cooper died, clutching that cross on the feast of Our Lady of Fatima, we know what happened in the square of St. Peter's uh, with the Pope and the shooting and the the bullet being deflected. And then it was after that, as you know, Drew, that um, 
when Pope John Paul II had recovered, he took the bullet to Fatima, placed it on the crown of Our Lady of Fatima at the shrine, and that's where he said, in the, des- the designs of providence, there are no such things as coincidence. Wow. And I just think that these sorts of stories with these very public uh, people who are in, in the eye of the world, you know, these stories need to be told yep. because uh, there's something even bigger than Hollywood, even bigger than these so-called icons. That's the power, uh, again, of conversion of God's grace and mercy and the intercession of Our Lady of Fatima. Kevin, your story we're going to post. I hope people will read it. They can get all the details there. You did a great job in summarizing it. Gary Cooper, Ernest Hemingway, and Our Lady of Fatima. It's written by K.V. Turley. All right. He's a registered U.K. correspondent, and he writes from London. Good to have you with us. Thank you for your time, Kevin. Always good to talk with you. Thank you, Jim. We're praying for a very swift and full recovery for you and your wife and family. Thank you, sir. I, I need it. I really do. I'm most grateful for that. I have to take a short pause here. It. When I come back, the head of the World Apostolate of Fatima, David Corollo, will be joining us. We'll bring you up to the speed on the latest regarding Fatima. You saw the impact it has had on celebrities and its impact across the centuries. David's grandfather died in the Spanish flu. The Fatima Sears were, uh, you know, some of them succumbed to that as well. And uh, today Our Lady is, uh, you know, I think, interceding more powerfully than ever, bringing up the speed on a really powerful devotion too. Stay with me. This hour is sponsored by Ave Maria Mutual Funds, where financial goals are aligned with pro-life values and fund decisions are based on investment fundamentals designed to preserve and grow wealth without violating moral beliefs. More information at AveMariaFunds.com The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio Well, thanks for joining me. It is a delight to uh, spend my afternoon with you and I'd like to welcome to the conversation we're speaking of the power of Our Lady to bring about conversion. Uh, the, uh, the president of the uh, International Board of the World Apostle of Fatima uh, David Corollo. You can learn more about him at bluearmy.com. You can learn uh, about the first Friday for Saturday devotion and so much more. If Fatima's new to you, I'm telling you what, that'll be an eye opening uh, encounter. David, it's good to have you with us today. Good afternoon. Yeah, Drew, good to be with you as always. You sound like so, you're on the mend. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I, you know, I'm okay. really feeling under the weather right now. But uh, what, what ended up happening, um, I don't know if you caught part of the conversation I had with Kevin Turley. We were talking a little bit about Our Lady Fatima, the power of her mm-hmm. her influence in the world. Uh, you know, people look back at that apparition as being 100 years ago. But yeah, it was 100 years ago. But I, I think that message is more than needed today. More, it's, it's more relevant today than ever. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. I think it becomes more relevant. I know in the 90s, uh, St. Pope John Paul II said it was more relevant today than in 1917. I say it's more relevant today than it was even in the 90s, because you're seeing what's playing out now in the world. Okay, you know, yeah. and it's easy to say, yes, we did not follow Our Lady. Yes, these prophecies are coming true. Well, to a great degree, that's true. But you, you see the, the, how things have progressed or digressed in this world. 
Okay, the Fatima message, you know, Our Lady, Stan, I almost want to think like you're going to look at her, the statue of Lady of Fatima, and just see a little smirk on her face, okay? You know, <laughs> I told you people, okay, you know, it's almost like I've been telling you, I told you 104 years ago what's going on. Right. Please, you know, you know, will you ever, ever listen to me, you know? And, and I believe that's really where we're at today. We're just, uh, but many people have. I mean, this is not a time of, of despair. It's not a time of, oh my God, all these prophecies are coming true and they will come true and all these things will happen. Prophecy is nothing more than a warning to change the path. And believe me, you know, we still have a chance to do that. You know, there's always conversion. Hey, Dave, I'm curious, just on a personal note, how you're doing, how the, uh, you know, I've been to Fatima numerous times, and I know when the pandemic hit, uh, it really, it sh- all of Europe has been shut down, and of course here in the States, the same thing. How, how's, right. how's, the, how's the apostolate doing? How's the, how's the shrine doing? How are you doing with the mission? Well, we're doing, we're doing, I think we're doing well with the mission. A lot of people are responding well. Uh, of course, our hotel retreat center, Domus Pachas in Fatima, is hurting right now, as is everything in the hospitality industry. Um, we're surviving, and I really believe Our Lady wants us to survive to come out on the other side, for you know to to have that place in Fatima where we where people come and experience. We're right across the street from the shrine, uh, the, the shrine of Fatima. Here in New Jersey, we're doing very well. Of course, we're blessed. We have our our outdoor our outdoor pavilion shrine, which seats 1,500 people under the roof outside. So you can imagine in these last two years with all of the social distancing and all of the outdoor, we had masses outside. Into, in 2020, into December, we were holding outdoor masses. People were bundled up, and we had heaters out there. But, but believe me, people wanted the masses when they couldn't be in the, the rooms. I, I mean, the Diocese of Metuchen, where we're located, two years in a row held the ordinations here in 2020 and 2021 because they didn't have because they couldn't. They had to spread people out in the cathedral so much. So we've been blessed, and we have a beautiful place here. Uh, you know, things are a little little tight right now. We're 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 looking for a new chaplain. Actually, we have a vacancy in our chaplain. And any good priest out there that's interested, we're, we're, we'll be more than happy to talk to you, you know, because we so do. Let, we let me ask you about that. That's, I'm curious. So, because mm-hmm. I, I know there are a lot of priests, I bumped into a couple of them recently who have retired, sure. and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I wonder how retirement is. I mean, maybe sometimes you have to do it, maybe they're looking forward to it, but that, that would be great. Yeah. So, if there's any priest sure. listening right now, You've got time on your hand. Is this a part-time thing, a full-time thing? What's the deal? Yeah, it could be could be part-time, could be full-time. The, the chaplaincy is a full-time thing. But anyone who wants to come and help us, we're, we're open to it. We'll have a conversation. We'd be happy to uh, to, to have them here. Because, you know, we're, we're, we're not just a, a New Jersey shrine. We are a national apostolate, part of an international apostolate. You know, we are, we, our, our reach is global. And uh, and I think that that's that's what makes this apostle was started seventy four. It'll be seventy five years now. This is the seventy fifth anniversary year for our apostle. We have really great things coming up. A lot of new initiatives going back to the founding of our our vigils, our all night vigils, our our you know our nocturnal adoration, obviously our Eucharistic adoration. These are this is the foundation of the Fatima message, and we're giving a new boost to that now. Uh, we have a couple, a couple of new books we put out, uh, the uh, the Night of Love and, and the World's Greatest Secret. These were reprints of books written by our founders, 
years back and are about these devotions because this is what we need to do to 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 bring people I mean, we want people to come and 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 adhere to that that we, we call it the pledge it's it was the promise that john hafford our founder put together with sister lucia that people signed they think maybe 20 million people signed that around the world uh, in in these 75 years to pray the rosary live according to your, your state in life be devoted to the brown scapular you know and 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 attain work towards holiness working towards the 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 fulfillment of the first saturday's devotion uh, but of course today's first friday but this is this is there's a Saturday. this is one of the few months of the year where first friday and first saturday don't fall in the same friday saturday together uh, oh. typically we would have had all night vigils tonight we start you know on first friday with a vigil ending at midnight mass for uh for first saturday because these are the things that our lady asked for just like Mar- saint margaret mary was given the devotion to the sacred heart you know you don't separate our lord and our lady <laughs> they don't separate. They're 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 the same, and uh, so you know we're really promoting that now in this 75th anniversary year. We want people to really come come aboard, and our website does and will have more resources soon that uh, that you can follow. That's awesome. Well, again, if there's a priest that's listening, I'm kind of moved by the fact that you need a chaplain, and uh, you sure. never know how God works. And maybe somebody's listening. Maybe you've got a priest yeah. in your parish that's retired, or somebody sure. you know that is independent that has, can do it. Uh, put them in touch with the uh, World Apostle and Found them. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Dave, if you can share well, that? Well, you can, you can call our general number, 908-689-1700, and then ask for me. Uh, 908-689-1700 or our, to my, my website or my email dcarollo at bluearmy.com uh, that's the uh, that's, uh, best way to get a hold of me and I'd be happy to talk to anybody who's, uh, who's interested because we're, uh, you know, we're, we're expanding in these times, absolutely. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest with you, I mean I, I really hope that, that your apostolate along with others make it because you know, and I've got friends who are in industries that are dying, travel industries, you know, restaurants, yeah. I mean, all sorts of things. Oh, gotcha. And, you know, when, when travel stops and people can't take pilgrimages to the shrine, that revenue, I mean, the bills still come in, but the, the revenues, you know, they, they tend sure. to dry up, you know what I mean? And, and it's so yeah. difficult. And this is such an annoying place for over a century. Uh, yeah, the message yeah. of Fatima. I think Fatima was so instrumental in, in defeating communism, and I think we need it more than ever today as we see Marxism and, and, and socialism and communism rear its head in, in America. I think we need to continue to pray for conversion. Yeah. And we saw right. what happened. The Iron Curtain dropped, you know, with it, without any warfare, any bullets being fired, and we got problems with China now. I, I, I think we need the rosary, and we need Fatima more than ever today. Yeah, The rosary will save the world, Drew. I mean, it truly will. As the devotion that has, has moved mountains in the past, and it will do it in the future. All we need to do is be devoted. You know, I mean, you know, of course, we ask you to come to us, join our apostolate, join our efforts, and we, we want you to be part of it, whether it be in your division areas, in your, in your, your towns, come our line where we have many, many things. Everything we do here is broadcast on our, our webcam. I mean, all these things are, are the devotion. We have great devotions throughout the year, especially on the 13th of the, of the month from May through October, where we have, uh, you know, some, some great people coming and we'll be, we'll be putting out our schedule for the year very soon. And, uh, for 2022 and, it, but it's just, we want energy and we will have it because people are seeking God drew. And believe me, it's through our lady. Our lady is looking at us saying, are you coming now? Come on. <laughs> Do this, do this one. We have our statue visitations, our pilgrim virgin statues that, that are traveling the country. The visitations have been so edifying. 
uh, after the pandemic and we got back out last year, uh, it's amazing the people that have come to some of these. They're 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 crying for it, and they're crying for what we, you know, what what, what we're presenting. We have two things. We bring Fatima to the people and hopefully the people of Fatima. That's that's how the two pillars that our apostolate really are well, built on. Dave, I've got less than probably 30 seconds. Uh, best way to, what's the best website? Is it bluearmy.org? I'm assuming that's it? No, bluearmy.com. Bluearmy.com Bluearmy. is always the best Blue, way. And, uh, bluearmy.com for all the info. Uh, if you're a chaplain or a priest and you want to serve, that'd be great. And Fatima's new to you. Check out bluearmy.com. Check out First Friday Devotion. We didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot about it. And First Saturday Devotion. Don't forget, you can pray the rosary tonight with Father Rocky at 7 Central. Dave, thank you. Keep up your work, okay? You too. Your news and headlines are straight ahead. Stay with me.